Hello and welcome back to Just Ride Bikes podcast. Today we are going to dive into the world of sustainable clothing with the founders of Isidore, a company started by ex-pro cyclists Martin and Peter Velitz. Together they are striving to make clothing that's as sustainable and environmentally friendly as possible. If you want to see a video review of the clothing, check out my latest video on the YouTube channel after this episode. But without further ado, let's dive in. Let's start with how the company was started and what led you to starting a clothing brand. So yeah, it, it started as a side project. You know, we still were professional riders uh, and we were still, you know, not really thinking about retiring from, from the sport. But at the same time, we felt like we kind of reached our limits, like what we can achieve in our careers, in our sports careers. And uh, we come to the point where we were thinking that it's more about the routine and the doing own job uh, in the in the sport. And we needed some, I would say, mental stimulation, you know, besides the besides the sporting career. So we were we were talking with Peter and thinking a lot about like what can we do and what should we do and uh, where can we actually add some value or make maybe a difference, etc. So, uh, and then somehow eventually, uh, we, we realized that what we can do is, is riding our bikes and we, for half of our lives, we were wearing, uh, cycling clothing and we went through, you know, most of the brands or most of the cycling clothing you had there on the, on the market in that time. And so we, 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 we knew that, okay, like we know what we like, like what, how we should perform the, the clothing. And, uh, you know, we know what we expect from a, from a cycling clothing. And at the same time, we wanted to do clothing that, uh, will be different than what we, what we had to wear at that time, you know, the Lycra with, uh, with a lot of logos and sponsors, of course, because that's natural for a, for a team sport or for a cycling sport that, uh, you know, uh, the teams have to wear this, this stuff. So we, we were trying to, uh, make clothing that we would wear when one day we are retired, you know, but, but at the same time that it will perform in the way that we used to use to, that it has to perform, you know, hundred percent. And like, it is, uh, like it is, uh, you know, uh, you know, high end, uh, professional riders, uh, clothing. So that was the simple idea. It started as a side project very slowly. And then after I think in Peter's case, it was three years in my case, it was four years when we retired, we could really, you know, uh, focus on the company or focus on the brand for hundred percent. I mean, let me only add like what, what Martin was saying, like after the, after the end of the careers, you know, like we see it, we read it uh, a lot of times, you know, like many professional writers, they have this kind of, this this phase of life when they stop the, the professional careers you know and then trying to fit into the normal life and then it's definitely not not the easiest thing because most of the life you were you were doing the sport you know you were giving 100 percent, but then at the end you it stopped suddenly and you need to find out what you want to do in your life right and luckily for us it was really that the project was already running you know it was it was taking more and more our free time at that time and we, when we still used to be professionals but uh, once we stopped, we could really dedicate 100% of the time into the company. So for us, it wasn't really a huge like life change, let's say, you know. So it was for, from, from this side, when, when we look at uh, how, how, it, how it helped us to, to get through the, this phase of life of, of every professional sportsman, actually, 
it helped us a lot. You know, it gave us kind of the reason to wake up every morning and and uh, and do something. So that was uh, that was something what we maybe don't even kind of appreciate enough that uh, it gave us this opportunity to you know to have the reason to to really go forward. And I and I and I really understand a lot of sportsmen have have uh, quite an issue with that. I've spoken to quite a few professional cyclists in the past about their retirement and how they struggled to ease into normal life afterwards. And it sounds like you having a clothing brand already up and running ease you into into a new life as, as businessmen from professional cyclists. It must have been um, quite a smooth transition then. As I said, I mean, it was it was it was good. It was we we knew what to do. We know we just extended hours what we can dedicate into the company, you know. So that was something what uh, what was pretty easy for us to to continue with. And uh, and I don't want to say like uh, uh, or, or maybe Martin sounded that it was it was so it was a it was a side project and everything was very, very easy. <laughs> I just want to say like it wasn't that easy. Definitely, you know, in the beginning on starting something new, what we didn't have any experience with, you know. So Martin, I remember Martin spending hours and hours with the with the producers uh, trying to come with the with the new models, with the you know the, with the whole collection, and then then also traveling a lot of for the. For the uh, suppliers of the, of the fabrics and, and uh, raw materials, so it was uh, many hours and then uh, many mistakes. Of course, what we what we did before and basically we're still doing. You know, I don't want to say that we know all now, but uh, it it was it was quite quite decent time what we invested uh, during that period of uh, when we still used to be professional cyclists. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I just add like. Uh... We didn't like we didn't start the company in order like okay like so that we have something to to fall back to when when uh, when we uh, you know uh, when we retire one day but uh, of course like when we started the project we had always the, the the highest ambitions to you know to to do this and to do this differently and to really, really make a product that uh, uh, you know that can that can bring something new or that can add something into the into the market. What lessons did you learn from being professional cyclists in terms of clothing that you? you were able to bring to your own clothing brand do you experience lots of bad kit and you're like we need to change that and do this better yeah i, I wouldn't say like a bad kit or, or anything we just knew that uh, we knew what worked and we we knew what didn't work uh, with us uh, specifically as well and uh, we just knew that uh, like what kind, what we expect from the materials what we expect from the chamois uh when we were doing our clothing when we were testing the new prototypes when we when we started right you know from from the beginning so it was just this feeling that we uh that when we when i you know when i was uh, secretly you know uh, wearing the the prototypes that i should be wearing the team clothing but i was i was wearing those and uh and testing them then i i could say okay this is not quite working because you know it's not gonna last for uh, three or four hours that there is some you know but, but it's I, to be... I just want to adjust for the trainings right <laughs> not for a race yeah, yeah, yeah that's what <laughs> that, I mean. <laughs> that, that would cause some troubles so uh it it was this experience that you know we we knew right or i knew right away when i just tried uh, uh the sample i didn't even have to wear it on the bike yet and i knew okay this uh, this is not quite gonna work or this is uh, this will have to be changed so it was just because of the feeling of you know wearing the, this this kit for half of our life that uh that i knew like what what what's working and what not like in terms of materials in terms of chamois in terms of fit and I guess the challenge for being a professional cyclist, what works for you is very different to what works for a normal non-racing cyclist, like a you know regular Joe like me. So it's quite difficult taking your experience and then trying to make it or apply it to normal clothing for normal people. 
Yeah, I mean, like from the performance wise, not really. Like uh, what we tried to achieve, it was the the performance of the material of the or the chamois. It had to be uh, on par with the you know the the high performance okay. team clothing that we were getting. You know, and then of course the next thing is the fit. You know, because we we did not expect or uh, we were not uh, designing the clothing with the fit uh, that was suitable on our uh, bodies at daytime. You know. Uh, so we knew that we have to give there uh, a little bit more, you know, let's say freedom, or, or that it will fit on a, on a regular uh, customers. So, but for, from performance-wise of the materials, uh, it, it, we didn't have uh, different, or I didn't have different uh, approach or expectations than what we what we were used to from the top performance kit. Okay, I imagine uh, sizing and fit must be a big challenge for a clothing brand because. There are so many different body shapes and men and women. So creating that performance-focused fit but work for so many different people must be a real challenge. It is, of course. But it, like once it's set correctly from the beginning, one once we kind of uh, you know hit the sweet spot that yes, this is what fits our customer or or the customer that it's you know uh, that we that we target. Then uh, then it's pretty not that easy. But uh, then then you have at least that you have. The goal of keeping this consistent every every time uh, you bring anything else, you know. So this is this is what we what we kind of achieved from the from the very beginning, and and it, it did not change uh, since then. Really, of course, it, it's it is an evolution, you know, uh, that you you find out that uh, it has to be adjusted to one one centimeter there or there. Uh, there's just some adjustments, but. We did not have to make it, its evolution, but we did not have to make a revolution. Let's say in a, in a fit or sizing, you know, since since the beginning, and uh, so so that's uh, that's something that uh, that worked out pretty well. Yeah. Can you shed some light on how you would start developing a line of clothing, and then uh, how you would manufacture it? I know you manufacture in Europe, which is a key point to talk about. Well, but how would the process look though, from start to finish, for a new uh, jersey, say perhaps, or a pair of shorts? So, like at the beginning, it was okay. We did, we had nothing, so it was just uh, it was easier because uh, you just identified that okay, we need uh, to to we also we 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 rather you know it took us rather a couple of months more, but we wanted to uh, we wanted to release like a complete kit. So it was uh, from socks, uh, bib shorts, and jersey and bracelets and everything. So we knew like it was easy to identify the really the, the essentials you need you know uh, of the kit and now it's of course a little bit uh, a little bit harder uh, that you uh, first of all you need to you need to identify like which of the which of our products needs an update you know like where can we uh, where can we you know make an adjustments or make an make an update it it will be a better product at the end of the day and that's that's but I think we'll we'll talk about it like that's uh, mostly uh, you know connected with the sustainability approach. Like every product we have, we try to adjust or uh, evolve into that. Uh, there is uh, uh, either it's used of recycled fabrics or uh, more ecological fabrics. What we use or materials. So uh, that's that's one thing. And the second thing is of course like we need to uh, we need to. Uh, reflect, uh, you know, on the new genres, on the new trends in uh, in the cycling. Let's say it's a gravel or off road, or or even in a road cycling, and uh, identify like what we still missing, like what what can we bring, like what is the new product. So, 
first of all, it starts from identifying like what do we really need and why why do we need it and uh, why, what can we bring, what value can we add to that uh, to that product if it's already existing on the market, and uh, and then we start developing the, the product, you know, from uh, from uh, from the scratch by, you know, uh, choosing or or uh, yeah, looking for the right materials, and then comes of course the colors, and it's it's a whole process of that. So, how important is the environmental aspect and kind of minimizing your kind of carbon footprint when it comes to creating a clothing brand? So it's it's we it's I, I I tell to everyone like uh, when we have this conversation about the sustainability like we know that we uh, we do a lot there is of course a chain, there is of course a possibility to do even more but we are not uh, we don't uh, uh, we don't position ourselves into you know uh, how you say into into activist brand or we are not saying that we can we can save the world by you know uh, uh, producing more sustainable clothing you know that's that's not the case it's just it comes from the you know from the very beginning from the history like when we started the brand the, the, there wasn't such possibilities as there are now you know in terms of of using either recycled fabrics or more uh, or fabrics that are made uh, with less uh, co2 impact or more ecological or green fabrics or materials so there was not not this this much uh, uh, possibilities out there so we were trying to do it differently so we, we say okay we're gonna we're gonna uh, produce uh, within Europe, so and that's that's still the case. You know, we we're not gonna uh, pack our uh, clothing in a, in a plastic bags. We were we're looking for different uh, you know uh, options, let's say like uh, uh, recycled paper. And now it's uh, since three years or four years already, it's uh, it's a biodegradable you know bags. So uh, and it's it's it comes from the details like how many hang tags we use. You know, do we really need those hang tags? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's it's rubbish, you know. It's so. We, it, it was it was these details that we were really thinking of, and we we wanted to uh, we wanted to do in the different way, so it, it has a less impact on the on the environment, you know. And of course, it evolved as the the, the possibilities there in terms of materials uh, are, are much bigger than when we started. And every year, is uh, uh, there is more and more possibilities of doing things with uh, less impact, and. Uh, and uh, the ethos or the DNA still stay the same, but we know that uh, we have much more possibilities uh, uh, in this. So it starts uh, when we talk about the designing process. This is uh, like a, really the, the one of the key elements. Like first of all, do we really need this product? Can we add something to the product? And the, the second thing is okay, but can we uh, can we find alternatives or can we find materials that are you know uh, that are either recycled or with less environmental impact you know so this is how we do from this is the the basic approach in, in what we do in, in everything you know if we need more capacity in the in the production then of course like it's not the we, re- we really try hard to find the right uh, uh, partners to, to still produce it for competitive prices in within Europe than to go directly to Asia, Asia and it would be you know much much easier and, and eventually also cheaper. So it's it's just the basic approach what we do and uh, but at the same time we uh, I, I know that uh, when you produce something you uh, it has some impact but there are ways uh, how to how to reduce this impact. It must be quite a challenge trying to be as sustainable as you can be, but meeting those um, 
performance requirements you clearly have for the clothing to perform at high level so how much of a challenge is that and is it you say again easier better fabrics is it something that's improving all the time and is it is there still big room for improvement generally yeah for, for sure there is a room for improvement and uh but as i said like the, the possibilities are are much uh much there, there's much more possibilities now than it was before like uh in 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 many cases, the, the manufacturer, the producer of a fabric, he can offer you the, the standard version or the recycled version, the more ecological version, which will be, you know, either a little bit more expensive or longer lead time or, uh, you know, there will be some limitations, but which, which when you really want to go the extra mile that you can, you can really, uh, you know, uh, undertake or, or try to try to solve those those problems. So this is this is how we think, and this is how we you know approach approach everything. And uh, and as you as you as you say, like and and then eventually there is uh, there is no difference between performance of the recycled fabric uh, with the uh, with the virgin plastic counterpart of that of the same fabric. There is basically no difference in the in the in the performance so uh, that's not uh, that shouldn't be the you know the case of uh, excusing that okay but you can't bring recycled fabrics or recycled uh, or more ecological fabrics materials because they are not performing so good as the as the virgin synthetic and that's that's not true because we know it's uh, you can really achieve the same performance also with the recycled versions okay i've been uh, checking out the alternative line which is 100 percent recycled so it's it is genuinely 100% recycled. It's all like, old plastic bottles, whatever it might have been in the previous life, and it still meets yes. performance requirements. Yes, exactly, and, and that's a, it's it's a high performance fabrics, uh, high performance you know summer uh, riding fabrics, and uh, and this is actually what we we brought to the market. I think it will be already four years ago, and. Uh, and in that time, we really it took us months and months, uh, almost a year, I would say, to to convince our uh, partners that were you know uh, supplying us, us the fabrics to convince them to you know to really find uh, the right supplier for uh, for the recycled versions of the fabrics that we were looking for. And they will be performing 100%, but at the same time they will be from recycled sources. And that was already four years ago. And there, uh, the possibilities were really not were really limited. And, uh, but eventually, like we we created this line, and again, it was uh, it was the bib shorts. It was a short sleeve, and uh, shortly after, we 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 brought the, the long sleeve jersey and uh, and uh, gilet, etc. So uh, there there we could really see like uh, it was a it was a it was a tough project four years ago, and uh, that's why we also uh named it alternative because it was the alternative to anything else uh, that was out there and 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 we we proved not only ourselves but also to to the market that it is possible to make it 100% recycled the whole kit and uh and as i said like since then it it was at the very beginning of this of this green wave of uh, in textiles or in, in textile manufacturing where uh, since then, really, more and more suppliers, more and more manufacturers are are, are offering the the greener recycled versions of of their fabrics, and it's and and now it's really much easier to to do it. And uh, and of course, our ambitions change. So it's it's not just the alternative line that we want to do 100% recycled, but now it comes from a 
from the very beginning of uh, whatever season it is and whatever product it is to look really for the for the more ecological or ideally recycled fabrics. Are there any sort of garments or areas that you're kind of limited by the current materials that you want to do, but you're not able to because the materials don't exist yet? Like a rain jacket, perhaps, or certain type of sock or something else? Yes. Yeah, of course, there are, there are still limitations. Like, for example, now we are in the middle of uh, uh, developing uh, rain jackets and we have these two, uh, two versions of the rain jacket or two uh, performance categories and we could only use the, the recycled version in the, in, the high, in, the, in the high performance material, you know, the lower performance material, there, there wasn't this possibility of, of recycled version. So yes, for, of course, like when we do things, we always uh, uh, are reflected with reality. Like there is uh, not always this possibility or there are these limitations, but we either, we just uh, look harder or it takes us a longer time to develop this. Or we say, okay, we're going to develop this when the time is right, when there is this 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 kind of material, and or or the, the last resort is okay when we really say or we really evaluate that okay, we really need this product because we are missing something or it's missing in 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 the in the collection or in the in the lineup of the of the products. Then we then we try to do it, uh, you know, from the materials that they are they are available. It must be quite frustrating when you can't find the materials you want and you're trying to be um, sustainable as you can. Do you think the industry, the clothing industry generally doing enough or not doing enough to really push forward? Because the investment you must be putting into these fabrics must be quite um, immense really. To, and you're, you know, you're a sizable company, but you're not huge. So it must be limitations to how much you can invest in the fabrics and maybe the industry generally is holding it, this movement back, do you think? No, I think like it's it's from year to year to it, it's it's better and better. And as I can see, like uh, when as I as, when I was talking about the alternative line, when we 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 start to or we we brought it to the market four years ago, uh, there it was really tough to find something, and it really took a long time. So it was a tough project. But now you can really, when we do something new, then uh, it's about going the extra mile and look really. Uh, look for the for the right uh, material for the right uh, uh, solution that if you want to you know do in the recycled version so and and also the textile business or the textile industry is is adapting you know for for this everyone feels like this is the way and it's not going to be different i don't i i don't think we're going to go back and there will be less and less you know recycled or, or ecological or greener uh, fabrics so it's just it just takes time uh, for everyone to find the right solutions of the of the you know materials and to, to develop. So it, it it of course takes some time to for the manufacturers to develop the 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 ecological versions of their materials. It sounds like you're well positioned then, because lots of increasing consumer demand for brands, whether clothing or bikes or cars, even to you know, reduce their environmental impact. So you must be well positioned to meet that growing demand. And, I know you're not just selling on your environmental aspect. There's other reason why clothing. It must be a big reason people come to your brand increasingly. I mean, yeah, like, uh, for, uh, like from the beginning, like we did it for ourselves. Like we, we wanted. I, I, I know this. I, I told this story, or, or we always tell this story. Like we, as a professional riders, we were used to to receive at the beginning of every season this big suitcase full of clothing. You know. And all, all packed in the plastic bags, you know. 
and uh, while you were uh, while we were unpacking the clothing and putting them back to the suitcase at the other corner of the hotel room there was this you can't imagine it was this big pile of, of plastic bags that was left you know from uh, when you were finished with uh, with, uh, with, uh, with unpacking the the team clothing and we say when we were thinking about uh, our brand and our products uh, we said okay we, we don't want our uh, customers to experience this like we know no one is going to buy a full suitcase of, of clothes but even if you buy two three four pieces you're going to create some some uh, some waste so uh, this so what I'm trying to say we were doing it for ourselves we were doing it uh, you know uh, because we felt like it's the right way to do and eventually you know we could really we, we could uh, we could kind of this this whole approach, you know, we, we can make it even more broader with the uh, with the more possibilities. Like I was like, like I was saying in the, in the materials, in in any other aspects of the business. So uh, yes, we it's it's nice to hear or it's nice to know that yes, uh, this customer uh, you know choose us or choose our brands because of our you know long long term approach. Because they see us as a you know a market leader in the in the sustainable approach, uh, it's nice to know, it's nice to hear, but uh, you know it was we, we we I can't say that it, that was the, the the master plan you know of uh, doing this so we can we can gain more customers. It was simply the way we were doing things because we felt like it's it's the right way. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, you also manufacture in Europe. Is that a point of pride over going to where the cheaper supplier might be? Uh, yes, it's, it's again like it's uh, it's it's the way we do things. It's the way we approach things. And uh, one one thing is it's more effective. You know, it's uh, we are much closer to the factories. One is actually in the same town as as is our headquarters. So there we can really make quick changes make uh, things to be developed uh, very quickly uh, and then of course like as we as we were growing as we were as we needed more capacity then we were looking for uh, for a different partners as well in portugal or lithuania or italy and uh, you know it's just one hour uh, one hour flight away to you know to sort things out if, if needed or have a meeting and etc so it's this effective thing you know, which we find uh, uh, important, and uh, of course, it's 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 a uh, it's a case of pride that yes, it's it's made in made in Europe, and uh, with with that comes uh, all the rest of the aspects like uh, yes, there is less CO two uh, impact, uh, and then uh, yeah, it's. Uh, Without saying that you know things that are made in Asia, it's uh, they are bad or they are low quality. No, like of course, also in Asia you can you can uh, you can produce things responsibly uh, with with lower impact and uh, high quality things. Uh, but you know our our core market is in Europe, and uh, that means just shortening that uh, that. Uh, distance of, of transport it's of course is a less impact when we when we can have everything produced where our main market is yeah makes a lot of sense as you're both ex-pros there's a natural question would be would you see a, a pro team wearing your kit one day is that on the on the plan one day or is that 
just another not a possibility at all. Peter, you can you can say a little bit more about this. Yeah, yeah, sure. You had already <laughs> long. <deal. laughs> so basically, yes, yes. I mean, uh, uh, you know, it's always a question about the uh, the price that the brand pays to be part of a okay. you know of, of 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 being a team. And then, cheap, uh, I guess, course, yes, yes. So that that it, it's, uh, it's it's of course a question of the price. That's one thing. And um, then, of course, another thing is like what the brand can do with that as well. You know, it, it's not only about, you know, like uh, providing the products and pay maybe the price to be a partner of a, of a professional team. But uh, then it's also it's 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 like how, how the brand can uh, can, uh, you know, use this opportunity, you know, and, and uh, create it in the, into the or, or translate it into their marketing, you know, so that's that's uh, that was one one of the things. And uh, for us, basically, uh, we never say no, or we never we, we never did like uh, that. We never want to be, you know, part of, of maybe some professional sport, uh, professional team. But on the other hand, uh, as a brand, we need to be ready as well, you know. So, so basically, uh, as soon as as we feel that's the right right fit, and and, and we are ready, then uh, yeah, why not? You know, it, it would be it would be nice to be to be back. Yeah, I would just add like we are in the we are in the uh, state or we are in we are in the time of the, or the time of evolution of the brand or the, the whole company where we think that we, we can do this. You know, it's just about finding the right partner. Uh, like what what Peter said, like uh, really that what can we bring to the team and if the partner you know share the same values as we do, and how can we you know uh, through the the partnership you know. Uh, not only uh, make our brand more visible, but also you know help the team you know to to underline the, the same approach that uh, that we would find. Okay, so watch your space then. It might happen in the future then. Yeah, of course, like it's a it's it's ambition and it's a, I wouldn't I wouldn't say a dream because you can dream whatever, but it is of course ambition that one day to to make it happen. But it really you know needs to needs to. As we say, like it, it, it needs to make sense for uh, for both sides, and it it needs to you know bring something some some value. Okay, how does it make you both feel when you see somebody wearing your kit when you're out walking or cycling? And you see them in a full head to toe Isdor kit. It must make you feel immensely proud that you've developed it and they're wearing it. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Also, from when when I speak for myself, it's it's really nice feeling to see you know to to see random people, the people you don't know, and and uh, you know on on different places as well. I mean, my 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 strongest kind of this feeling what we had was once we visited Japan. I think it was two or three years ago, and we were drive we were driving in a taxi back to the hotel, and and we stopped on a light. And the guy in a, in a Isador Fook Isador kit, you know, stopped by, you oh, know, wow. and and so it was something. What you know, in the whole Tokyo, in such a huge city, you know, you stop on this light <laughs> in a taxi, and then the <laughs> the guy next to you pulled out in a, in a full Isador kit. Cool. So it was it was really something. What uh, what was unexpected, and which really made us proud and speechless actually at that point. And then, of course, in in Slovakia, I think I I, I would I would say we are we are known brand and and uh, we meeting people here riding our our, our kids okay. but uh you know to be to be to to to, to see our our kid on, on a in a country such as japan in such a city it, it was it was something ex extraordinary 
I, I would just like quickly add, like it, it never gets old. Like if you see someone wearing the kit, whether it's Japan or here in Slovakia, or you know whether it's a market where we really have a where we are really unknown, or where we are market where we where we think that we are maybe a little bit more visible. Uh, for me, it never gets old to see someone in a Isador yeah. kit or Isador products wearing. Do you feel a lot more loyalty in your home country from people buying the brand that is local yeah. to them? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think the, the our Slovak customers are the the most loyal. I, I believe there is a lot of like this local patriotism in it. You know, like uh, the people they really like to buy. You know, home brand. They they really like to support the, the home brand. And yeah, we have the the. Some of the Slovak customers are the, the the most loyal, you know, and and you you could see them they buying every every collection. Wow, that's awesome. Um, we talked about your uh, sort of world tour pro team aspirations. Perhaps what else do you have planned for future? What where do you see the brand in a few years time? What's the sort of the aim with the brand going forward? Uh, I think I would say the same with what Peter would think, but uh, we. Uh, we don't have like a, like exact number of okay this is this is the goal of being this big you know in terms of revenue in terms of in terms of how big the company should be but what what we are trying to achieve and whether it will be in three years or five years or eight years we don't know that uh, it depends like how well we can execute things but the the eventually the the final goal should be that uh, Isador is a brand uh, where. Uh, when someone is uh, consider- considering uh, to buying a kid or buying a jersey, that Isadore will be one of the brands that uh, majority of the people will think of, you know. So so that means too that we will be really, you know, uh, a brand that, uh, uh, that the riders can, uh, can, you know, consider to, uh, to, to buy a, a kid from. No, I think that that's, that's really that kind of the... I I wouldn't say like the goal, but but something where we where we would like to really get you know in that point, and that would be that would my my personal feeling would be okay. We we achieved something, you know. We 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 are in the position where we say like okay, we build a brand which is really it's widely recognized. So hopefully you'll agree that was a fascinating and insightful conversation around the challenges of producing clothing that is as sustainable and environmentally friendly as possible. As mentioned earlier. You can find out more about the clothing. Check out my latest video on my YouTube channel and their website linked in the description notes below. And if you have any comments or feedback, then do let me know via social media. Anyway, thank you for listening and I hope you have a great day.